Hey, welcome to our podcast, Live Him Out, where our goal is to educate and motivate people how to live him out in their daily lives. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about the surprising way that God is working in the youth today. So welcome to our podcast. All right, welcome to our podcast today. I'm really excited because uh, it's just me and Truett today, yeah. and uh, it's good to have guests, but sometimes it's good for us just to be us here, yeah. and talking about a subject that both of us have some experience in, and so we're going to talk about the surprising way God is working in youth today. So I know it's easy to look at what's going on today and maybe not be so positive about what's happening among young people, but yeah. believe it or not, God is working in young people, yeah. and um, we're going to talk about that today, but to to set it all up, I think we have to go back a little bit. Um, we're going to go back in time a little because <clears throat> when I first move into the ministry, I'm I'm working with young people. Uh-huh. I'm doing student ministry, but it is the mid-80s. Mm-hmm. It's 83, 84, 85, right in there. And everything is different. So what we're going to do today is uh, take a look at what life was like in, in the 80s. Yeah. <clears throat> Some experiences um that were going on for young people and what happened in youth ministry. And then I had another opportunity to work with young people in the 2010s. So at that point, I'm I'm pastoring a small church, and Heather and I are also working with all the young people. So yeah. different experience. It's many years later, 30 years later. Culture's changed, church has changed, and we have a different experience there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Truett is our youth director here at Vertical now. So here we yeah. are in the 2020s, and everything has changed again, uh, even radically from just 2010 yeah. to 2020. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to talk about 80s, 2010s, and then Truett's going to walk us through some things that he's experiencing now and where he's seeing God move and it will be surprising to you about what God is doing and the way he is working in young people. So let's back up and start in the 80s. So it's it's the, it's the mid-80s. I'm working with young people at a church of about uh, two, 200, 300 people. So there's 30, 40 plus in, uh-huh. in the youth group. Culture's very different back in the day. Yeah. Uh, church is, is basically respected in the culture mm-hmm. at the time. Um, public schools was the were the general way that people were educated. Uh, yeah, private and Christian schools were really much more fringe at this yeah. time. Uh, and there's such a respect for church that the the school system and culture in general recognizes uh, we don't have events on Sundays and we don't have events on Wednesday nights because that's when people <laughs> go to church. Wow. So there's no sport events. There's no school events of any kind. You, they just they stayed away from Wednesday nights uh-huh. and for sure Sunday mornings. Um, wow. Pastors were praying at football games. It wow. was not uncommon to um, have um, noted Christian people involved in public life. Yeah. And they were respected, recognized. Wow. Um, in, in the schools even, um, you had uh, FCA was popular. That was the Fellowship mm-hmm. of Christian Athletes. And so it was got to the point where it's kind of the cool kids were all involved in FCA. If you if you were in, you were part of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yeah. So very different expression mm-hmm. in, in culture at that time. Uh, in church, young people are accustomed to going to church three times a week. They're there on Sunday morning. They're there on Sunday nights. They're there on Wednesday nights. Yeah. And, and Sunday morning is not just <clears throat> Sunday morning service, but probably Sunday school, Sunday service, Sunday night church, and then Wednesday night church. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and it's a common thing. There's Sunday school and you have breakouts, you know, for yeah. high school guys or even ninth and 10th yeah. grade guys. And yeah. then, then there's the service and kids are sitting together in the service. Uh, young people are, it's usually at the back, but they're, yeah. they're sitting together. Um, <gasps> and so uh, families come to church together. The young people are with their parents and wow. they go to church. It's a very different day yeah, back in the day. For sure. Uh, youth issues, you know, back then there's no no cell phones, there's no Netflix, there's no internet, yeah. there's nothing like that. But you're dealing with the real issues of dating and premarital sex and cursing, you know, yeah. you're dealing with that yeah. uh-huh. and uh, taking God's name in vain and yeah. uh, not uh, not honoring your parents. Those yeah. are kind of the big deals that yeah. we're dealing with. For sure. Like authority seemed to be like, the really big rebellious time in the 80s. That was like the yeah. primary thing, you know, that I think people, it seems to be that people dealt with. And you know, right. churches tried to 
um, engage with. You know, right. The exactly. Authority Keep, respecting. Yep. Respect, respect the authorities, honor your parents, mm-hmm. um, follow God. There was a general understanding of, of the Bible, uh, yeah. even in the culture, much more understood than today and a, and a respect for it yeah. as well. Um, Christian music at the time is, is kind of underground. It's yeah. just beginning. Uh-huh. Um, you don't have Christian radio stations that were popular. You don't even have them in existence, yeah. really, unless you yeah. could find some low-end radio, yeah. uh, AM radio dial, you know, <laughs> something like yeah. that. Let's or, go buy your Keith Green tracks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or you found a, a Christian store, a Christian music store, uh-huh. which was rare, yeah. that sold some cassette tapes. Uh-huh. You know, you could find some of those. Um, so that's it's not a, a big deal like it is today. Yeah. In youth ministry, um, again, we're not having to convince students that the Bible is God's word. It's generally accepted. Yeah. So we're able to have Bible discussions. Uh, I remember we did a, a forever long series we called Revelation Celebration. This was on Sunday <laughs> night after church. So it wasn't, you know, again, it's not just Sunday morning, Sunday school, Sunday church, Wednesday night. Yeah. We're doing something on Sunday night after church and we're discussing the book wow. of Revelation. Yeah. And we're eating pizza and playing games and all that yeah. kind of stuff too. Yeah. Um, but again, with music, we're singing silly songs, you know, we're singing <laughs> hymns and in youth group. Yeah. So there's no Christian music. There's no Christian worship movement at the time. Yeah. Uh, we're singing, you know, I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas, you know, and all the <laughs> silly, silly stuff. Yeah. It's a different day. But at the time, people loved it. They did. They it it was, a, you know, yeah. people laughed and loved all that stuff. <laughs> That's and, the days before cell phones right there for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but God moves in that time. Uh, we got to see many people come to Christ, young yeah. people come to Christ, yeah. young people called into ministry, sure. serve the Lord with their life. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, again, right around the time you were called to ministries in the 80s, and, and that's the environment you're thrown right into. Yep. And it's, it's Exactly. And it, it was effective at the time, right? It was. It worked. At the time. At the time. So, um, you know, we fast forward um, and I'm, Heather and I are back in doing some youth ministry while pastoring in the 2010s. Yeah. So uh, our our children are coming into the teenage years at this point. Mm-hmm. So that's part of a motivator for us is, well, our kids are starting to be teenagers. We'll, yeah. It was a very small church. We were doing a lot. Yeah. And we said, well, this would be great. I've got some experience in this. Would love to be involved in it. So we we do. We jump into youth ministry again. But the culture's changed, yeah, obviously, at for this sure. point. <clears throat> the church is, is distanced from the public arena mm-hmm. at this point. It's starting to really change now. Now it's not everybody is at a public school. Now uh, there are Christian schools, charter schools, private schools, yeah. home schools. And so when young people come to church, you don't always have these groupings that you had before. Yeah. Uh, back in the 80s, the hardest thing we dealt with was how do we mix the students from all the different public schools together, you know, from Middle Oathian and Red Oak and possibly Waxahachie. And, but you get to the 2010s and now there's a lot of different yeah. types of education. With, with people taking more harsh stances on the, on the education styles as That's well. True. I think. That's yeah. true. That's um, true. Prayer is no longer part of the public arena and events. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're starting to see even um, various sexual expression starting to come out and be more yeah. accepted mm-hmm. into the public arena and especially for young people, even in public schools, it's starting to not just be something that's hidden or even looked down on. Now it's starting to be commonplace. Yeah. Um, church is different in 2010. <clears throat> uh, the church as a whole seems to be, in America at least, seems to be losing its influence and struggling to maintain its place yeah. at that time. Um. Young people are not as interested in matters of faith. The Bible is not as well known mm-hmm. and even accepted as truth. Yeah, um, people or young people are not attending with their parents anymore. Uh, there's there's a, begin to be a breakup in yeah. the family. Um, yeah, let the kids stay home. It'll be all right. All that kind of stuff. Exactly. Less of a <clears throat> hey, this is what we do. This is this is we go and we learn here. This is our community. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, the the norms of this is acceptable or this is known behavior. This is yeah. what we do. This is our yeah. lifestyle. Yeah, we go to church. We trust the Bible. Uh-huh. We follow Jesus. Yeah. All of that. Not is, just as check boxes. You know. No, not, was, yeah. <clears throat> not, yeah. Not just like we have to go and do this as a family, but like. Yeah. And I think after time plays out in today's day, we see it as a different thing, but yeah. Now, you know, parents are concerned. Well, I don't want to force this upon my children. I want them to make the decision for themselves. Uh We'll let them stay home and maybe we'll stay home. And uh, things are changing. Uh, Christianity is, is struggling again. And 
churches are trying to find ways to gain attendance at this point. So yeah. some of yeah. how ministry even functions in a church begins to look different. Yeah. You, you begin to hear more about seeker sensitive. And, yeah. Uh, the music's changing. The format's yeah. changing. The messages are changing. They're yeah. becoming shorter. They're becoming more uh, like what? It's just we, a conversation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like we know of as a TED Talk today. Some of yeah. that's churches is morphing, yeah. you know, in, in many places mm-hmm. to that to try to gain yeah. more influence, more tenders. They're like lowering mm-hmm. the walls to hope to bring more people in so that they can bring the influence. But. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's kind of like a, uh, I used to hear people say it's it's not cool, but it's kind of a uh, a bait and switch kind of thing. You yeah, know, I'm going to lure you in with one thing, and then I'm going to I'm going to really tell you what yeah. this is all about. Which we see was not the most effective. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't. And so at this time, also, what's interesting amongst uh, young people is you start to see this movement <clears throat> toward. Uh, we want authenticity yeah. in our faith yeah. uh-huh. experience. We want something real. There's this feeling in which the the experience of church and faith had become more form, yeah, and maybe lack the substance or the the um, not substance. Maybe that's not the right word. The um, sense of uh, relevance yes. and sincerity. Maybe yeah. that's a better word. Uh-huh. And so you have young people who are uh, wanting experiential faith. And so they want to get into prayer groups and they want to yeah. discuss their struggles and share and um, have very experiential um, um, movements in their faith, you know, communion and yeah. um, prayer paths. You know, these are all becoming yeah. much more of a thing because people want to touch and feel this whole concept of faith. Yeah. Um, as far as among young people, of course, times are different by the 2010s. There's yeah. internet and there's cell phone, Netflix, and they're all sources of temptation yeah. as well as many other things. Mm-hmm. Um, you begin to have this much more obvious struggle between uh, true for me, not for you. Yeah. Uh, personal truth versus fixed truth. And so now uh, young people are faced with that ideology. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, wait. You can have a truth. I can have a truth. Yeah. And it's, there's not it's, a good yeah. way that young people know how to respond to that. Exactly. Because it's like, again, <clears throat> that's whenever this started to get big and churches kind of blindsided by it of yeah. like, oh, well, I mean, I guess it's true for you, but no. And so it's like, I don't yeah. even know how to relate with that yet. And so, right. And churches basically just say, well, it is true for us. Yeah. You know, that may yeah, be true exactly. for you, but this is true yeah. for us, uh-huh. which I understand, but it's really. Not accurate. Yeah, truth exactly. is truth is truth uh-huh. is truth. There's either a truth or there's not a truth. So, yeah. uh, again, in the culture for young people, the crowd is far less Christian at this point yeah. in, in general, and so that makes being a believer more challenging because mm-hmm. you have to you have to kind of stand up against a little bit of the crowd. Yeah, you have to stand out a little bit. Yeah. So, um, of course, among Christian young people, things are changing. Now there's a large wave of Christian music. It's been around a while. It's yeah. made its way out. You can find CDs yeah. and you can watch yeah, music videos. No, you didn't have a Spotify at the time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's starting to come around uh-huh. at this point. <clears throat> and um, so now you start to have bands that you follow. Yeah. And, and around this time, you kind of get this grunge rocker thing <laughs> happening in Christian music yeah. as well. Uh, and so there's some buy-in, and then so Christian young people kind of almost develop this subset culture yeah, that they are, even in, sure. in, in the public school. You know, now it's no longer you know here are the jocks and here are the the populars and here's the you know the cowboy group within the, in, in the school. Well, <laughs> yeah. now there's the subset of the Christian the Christians, the yeah. Christian group. Uh-huh. So, which is interesting. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> the setting again is far more experiential by this point. Uh, there's a lot of talk about my struggles. Yeah. And and pray for me. So, so that's those are some of the experiences. I think it kind of sets the stage for what's happening today yeah. from the '80s, 2010s, and we moved to the to today, the 2020s. Again, in 10 years, a lot happens. Things are, yes. are very different. Culture is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christianity is a uh, a shrinking minority, and there's a lot of division even among churches now. Yeah. Now, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it used to be that <clears throat> uh, churches. There were different denominations, I mean, there were, and there were some differences. But as a general rule, they all met yeah. together, you yeah. know, in in cities. You know, yeah. the Methodist church pastor and the Baptist church pastor yeah. and the Assemblies church pastor, they could all meet together and they could dus- discuss things. Yeah. But they're all on the same page. They could do church events together, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they like, might yeah. baptize differently or sing yeah. a few songs differently. But yeah. for the most part, we're on the same page. Well, yeah. 
that's eroding in yes. 2020. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, uh, just because you're a church, or even just because you're of a certain denomination, doesn't mean what it used to. No. And uh, there's know. social issues that churches are adopting and mm-hmm. following. And mm-hmm. um, churches, in, in some cases, they're they're okay with gender fluidity and yeah. accepting that. And they're okay with accepting critical race theory yeah. and apologizing for your race. And, yeah. All of this starts to move into the church, and it gets very confusing. Yeah. And if you don't buy into this, you face being canceled. Mm-hmm. You know, and so yep. young people are facing this in their friend groups, and, yep, in their day to day. Yeah, and I mean, they're young people, and so not only are they trying to formulate their faith, but now their whole social standing and their whole life, really, your whole trajectory, the yep. things you post on social media. It, you can be canceled yep. for your future because of things you say or don't align with. Yeah. Okay, whew, what as a early as age 13, 14, all that stuff. You know? Exactly. You like, feel like you have to have everything figured out. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of pressure on, on young people. Um, like, There's no consideration anymore in the public arena for Wednesdays and Sundays. There's sporting no. events and life events and stuff going on. And yeah. Respect for the church, respect for the Bible, respect for faith. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of out the window. Yep. Um, faith is viewed more of as a, a compartmentalized thing yep. at, at this point. And uh, really, as a general rule, um, there's not a lot of talk about the culture in the church. And there's certainly a push to not have any talk about the church in the culture. Yeah. And so it isolates Christianity over into this little box. It's yeah. a compartmentalized secret point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so uh, among young people, um, we're, we're seeing, you know, atheism is popular yeah. today. It's it's the assumed position of someone. Yeah. And and, and uh, variant sexual expressions are yep. encouraged. Yep. And transgenderism and gender fluidity and and rejection of faith is actually kind of demanded and pushed. Yeah, and you're you're forced to buy into all of that. And, and if you don't, there's great social ramifications for that. Opportunities yeah. for sin are greater, obviously, than ever. Yeah, um, young people are uh, in a culture now where to not have a dysfunction. Is a dysfunction. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you're you're looked down on uh-huh. if you don't have um, some labels, if you don't have a reasoning for all your behavior, mm-hmm. and, and medication is the norm um, today. So you put all of that on the table, and you say, "All right, do some youth ministry, <laughs> Mister Youth Pastor." Yeah. Um, you you could look at all of that, and I'm afraid a lot of people who are older look at what's happening today, and they just kind of throw up their hands and think. That's it. We're we're kind of done. Yep. Um, have fun, maybe in yeah. youth ministry. Yeah. But we're seeing the opposite here at yeah. Vertical. Absolutely. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking as much <laughs> today, and and Truett's gonna take over at this point because I want you to talk about what are some of the surprising things yeah. that we're seeing for sure in, in working with young people. Some things that uh, older folks like myself and others might look at and be shocked when you hear what God is actually doing and what is happening, what is actually being effective uh, in working with young people. So tell us, Truett, what are some things that are surprising that are happening with teenagers today? Yeah. So, I mean, I would say the first surprising thing um, that, again, not many people would expect, Hmm. but what we have found to be true here at Driven Youth at Vertical uh, is that preaching direct truth instead of objective truth has, or subjective. Uh, of sub- yeah, yeah, yeah. Preaching direct and objective instead of subjective truth yeah, yeah. has been a game changer for people. There's so much information that's out in mm. so many areas. Uh, you can Google whatever, you know, any yeah. student can do that. Why why whatever is not true or why this is true. Right. And you'll find just page after page after page on Google. Mm. So for someone, for me as the youth director, and then our leaders as well to say, hey, this is what the truth is. Mm. This right here has authority. The Bible is what's true. And this is what we're going to preach from. And this is what we're going to call everyone towards is the Bible. Wow. Students say, okay, I get it. I understand that. Wow. And and people's, we're seeing lives changed here whenever they are elevating the Bible wow. 
Wow. And they're putting aside their emotions mm-hmm. and they're putting aside what they believe may be true and saying, this is going to be the truth. Wow. This is I'm choosing this to be the truth. So again, in a culture where everybody says, you know, I have my truth, you have, you have your truth yeah. and what is truth and, yeah. you know, what is a woman, what is a man? Yeah. No one can seem to define those exactly. anymore. You're saying that in, in the church environment, working with young people, that there's actually an acceptance yes. and, and an excitement yes, exactly. about people hearing truth and someone saying this is the truth yes. the unchanging truth absolutely 100 and i think the thing that uh amplifies that the pre- preaching and teaching the direct objective truth is whenever they know it's coming from someone who has been impacted by it mm. and whenever they know that that person's passionate about the truth mm. i think that's what truly speaks is is the Look, you have got to understand this because if oh. you don't understand this, this is the course that your life is going to go on. I right. think getting that bigger picture and saying, "Okay, that guy, that girl, right. my leader, whatever it is, yeah. is passionate about the truth because it's impacted them in their life." Mm-hmm. So if it's impacted them in their life and they've mm. experienced change and they're that passionate about it, yeah, I ought to look into this. Wow. I ought to see what this means yeah. in my life. Well, I'm sure they're seeing friends and their their social groupings where people uh, who don't believe that they're seeing what's happening in their life. Exactly, they're seeing it fall more apart, and more struggles. Right. Yes. Interesting. So, so the at, more bold you are, you're yes. finding yes, you don't that, a reaction. You're not finding reaction. You're finding acceptance of that. Yes, absolutely. And that wow. that's what I would say uh, at at Driven. What we try to do is we have multiple voices of truth. It's not just mm, me, right? Coming up on a Sunday night whenever we meet and saying, "Here's the truth. See ya." Right. But what we try to implement is okay. I'm going to preach the truth on this topic or mm-hmm. this verse, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to get into groups and you're going to hear this from other leaders in nice. their lives and they are going to tell you how it's impacted them. And yeah. then they want to hear, where are you going to apply this in your life? Wow. What, Where is this truth going to take root in your heart? Mm. And then what fruit is what fruit could this bear? I think wow. it's getting the direct objective truth and then getting it into their life so right. that they can see wow, if I did apply the fact that Jesus died for my sins and right. there's peace with God yeah. and that's objective truth, yeah. then I could go to sleep without fear. Wow. I could wake up and know that God loves me. Mm. I can wake up and I want to pray. I want mm. to seek him, all that stuff. I think that is a way that people have kind of discounted. Mm. Like they're like, oh, people are so subjective. You ought to go more soft on them. Right. What we've experienced at Driven is the more direct we are, and even through the whole church, through vertical, and the more direct right. we are, the more we say, this is what God calls us to. This is who Jesus is. Wow. People say, I want to be there. I'm going to bring a friend. Wow. Wait, yeah. Well, absolutely. That is surprising. Yeah. Because you'd think up against what's happening today, you would think, okay, well, somehow we're going to need to have more pizza and more fun yeah. and more games. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, and be more soft and yeah. be more... Uh, uh-huh. understanding, be more yeah. loving and more and you, accepting of all things. And you may bring more people in uh, if you do those things. Yeah. But I think you will quickly find out that your ministry is going to be run by those people yeah, instead, of, instead of by the gospel. Yeah. So I, I just want to say it again, just so <laughs> I get this in my head, everybody else yeah. can as well. You're, you're speaking on, you're speaking truth into yeah. relevant issues, yeah. into the students' lives. Yeah. You're not just talking about uh, disconnected theological no, exactly. concepts. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say. It's not, we obviously at Vertical and at Driven, we, we preach the theological points. We, right. we just did a whole series about the pillars of truth in the mm. youth. Um, but we have to also make it apply into the relevant yeah. life day-to-day stuff for them. Right. But you're you bringing know. truth there for yes, them. Absolutely. Okay. Well, absolutely. Yeah. It is fascinating. It's surprising that that, I mean, it makes sense. We yeah. all know what the Bible says, you yes. know, that uh, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Exactly. But uh, that's awesome that, yes. that there's a response in young people to truth. They're yes. want, and they're picking up their Bibles. Yes. People asking, hey, what Bible should I use? How can I how can I get a Bible? Where should I go? What mm. what do I do? How do I read this? Wow. And you're and, not having to offer them gift cards or it, PlayStations yeah. or exactly. anything to yeah. read, read their Bible? We don't have any of that. Stuff. No. Okay. Uh-huh. They, because you speak truth, they're yes. having a desire for truth and they're they're seeking God yes. on their own. Yes. Because they see life change in others. Yep. And they they know they need life change. And okay. that's what that's what I was gonna say. Our second surprising way that God's working in the youth is whenever we 
as youth leaders, uh, call the students to a higher standard. Whenever we, and, and not just call them to a higher standard, it has to, you have to have the point of, I'm going to meet this student where they're at. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show them my life. I'm going to connect with them on a personal level. And now from that, I'm going to show how Jesus has met me in my life. And I'm going to go with them and say, look, mm. here's where we're at. I was there as well. Mm-hmm. God calls us to mm. this up here. Right. Let me help you get out of this sin. Let me wow. help you get out of this bondage and let me call you to this higher standard along with me. You know, I'm, wow. I'm in this fight with you. Wow. So, I mean, some might think, well, what you have to do is just accept people, just yeah. kind of pat them on the back and yeah. reassure them and just be there for them, accept them as they are. Mm-hmm. That's not what you're talking about. No. And I'm also not talking about from your high horse, from your pride, from your, yeah. hey, I'm however old you ought to obey me, saying, have a higher standard, live right. a better life. Not right. that either, because mm-hmm. that's that's ineffective. Okay. That is instantly how someone will say, not doing that. Yeah. But it's the meeting them, showing this is this right here is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is who I was outside of Christ. Right. I used to live like you do, because students understand that they are unsatisfied in life. Mm. They are under, at least they are understanding that where they're at is not giving them lasting satisfaction. Mm -hmm. They are finding themselves in more and more death. If you want to say more and more sin outside of Christ. So we as leaders, it's our role to go to them, find them in their spot, Mm. say, Hey, I relate with you in this area. Mm -hmm. I've been there. I get it. I'm not going to stay here with you, but I'm going to say, look, there's life outside. There's freedom outside of that. So this is the standard God calls us to. And you can't do this by yourself, but the Holy Spirit can help you to do this. And we've seen students, lives changed Mm. and and them connecting, going and finding groups that they're going to have community with. Kind of like in the 2010s, like you talked about, uh, how how people wanted to talk about their struggles. People wanted to find a relational contact point, right? right. So that's, that's the thing is like, you need multiple voices of truth, not just mm-hmm. the one, mm-hmm. but where you can go and you can say, Hey, I'm broken. I need help. You know, yeah. if that's a friend group or whatever, but yeah. it's a call to a higher standard. So again, on you're saying on a personal level, you're, you're finding that leaders meeting with students and there's openness and honesty, but then a calling them out of their sin, yeah. a calling them to a higher standard. Yes. Not just outward uh, trappings either. Not no. just um, put away your phone more no. kind of thing. Uh-uh. Uh, not just, um, well, I won't go to yeah. the list of those yeah. things. Not but, just don't sin, <clears throat> but yeah. look, here's where life is. Here's where you can go and here's where right. you should go yeah. to find life. Wow. Here, here's where peace is in exactly. Jesus. Here, here, you need to uh, take up your cross daily and exactly. follow him. You exactly. need to... Uh, surrender your will to God's yes. will on those hard issues. Exactly. You're yes. finding people respond, yes. young people respond to that. Yes. Because again, I think it goes mm. back to the first point of the direct truth. We mm-hmm. say this is objective. This is where we're going. <clears throat> so let's all, let's, I relate with you. Right. I get it. But this is the truth. And we're wow. going up to this standard right okay. here. And again, I think that only, I've only seen the benefit or I've only seen that work out whenever you meet them where they're at. Yeah. If, if you go, and just say, hey, I'm the leader. You ought to live a higher a higher standard life. Right. Ineffective. Mm. That's, Interesting. That's what I think that applies to parents as well. If you right. just say, you ought to just live a higher standard of life. Right. Then your <clears> student's <throat> going to be like, or your your kid's going to be like, well, yeah. why? You yeah. know, that, that's, that's a huge question that this generation is asking yeah. after everything. Well, why do I have to do that? Why should I do that? Yeah. So yeah. we as leaders say, you know why? Because- I walked down that path that you're started on and I was down here mm-hmm. and it's miserable. Yeah. And I found Jesus. He met me here. Wow. And now I have life changed and I'm, I'm on a different direction. You wow. know? And they say, okay, I get that. Yeah. Wow. That's good. That's what we're seeing here in our youth. I love it. I mean, it matches with um, obviously the ministry of Jesus. The disciples yes. were in awe of the fact that he was full of grace and truth. Yeah. He was, he was unyielding exactly. in what, uh, truth was and the stand, the standard, the calling that he had for them. He was gracious with it, but mm-hmm. he was truth at the same time. Yeah. So I, that's fascinating. For All sure. Right. That's surprising. Yeah, absolutely. That you can call a young people to higher standard and they actually respond to it. They don't run from it. They don't, you know, pick it outside the door. They're no. not 
They're not running. They're not blasting you on social media. No. They're responding and God's moving because you're calling them to a higher standard. And what we also find, at least in our youth group, uh, and I I I believe this to be true if if it were continued in other youth groups as well, is that whenever you are raising the standard uh, and whenever you are preaching the direct truth, Mm -hmm. you're going to bring people who genuinely are seeking that, who genuinely are needing that. You're not, I don't think you're going to have as many... uh, troublemakers, all that stuff, but you're yeah. going to have the people who who are there not just to check off the box. And if they're there to check off the box, they're going to hear the truth, right? Right. But um, you're you're reaching the people who are genuinely seeking. Wow. If you're doing just the fun games and the pizza right. and all that kind of stuff, which I'm not against, yeah. I'm definitely There's a proponent place. for, yeah. but uh, I, you have to be preaching the direct truth. Yeah. And that is how you're going to have students experience life change and that's the most effective ministry, I believe, yeah. is whenever a student can go to another student and yep. say, here's Jesus in my life. Yeah. It's cool for leaders to do that, <clears throat> but true. students have to be the ones to yeah. do that. You know? Well, we're, we're, like you said, you could offer enough incentives to draw a crowd. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, but that's we're not called to go there for and make numbers. No, yeah. <laughs> we're called to go over there for and make disciples. Exactly, so yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. That, that's surprising that you yes. could call people to young people. Uh, young, Call young people to a higher standard and they respond. Yeah. And people responding. And people genuinely changing, having changed lives. Cool. All right. Yeah. What else you got? So uh, another surprising thing is that people are more about the reality of what's happening rather than the wrapper of, mm. of what it looks like. So okay. um, in, that's true in the lives like we talked about with leaders. Whenever yeah. they're like, I want to know who you actually are. I don't want to mm. know the front that you're putting on. Mm. I don't want to just see who is this leader bouncing off the walls kind of, and that's not really even a lot of the leaders we have, but, uh, but they want to know, okay, what's the reality of the situation. And then even uh, Hmm. I think to be true also in, in like building facilities and all that stuff. Some people do go um, and some, some churches have really nice facilities and that's awesome. That's great. Right. But we at vertical, we don't have the nicest youth facilities. It's it's great and all. It's nice. It's functional. Yeah. It's functional, but People are coming because of the other students there, mm. and they're coming because they're experiencing life change. You know, interesting. Rather than just, oh, they have the most fun games, or oh, right. they have the best music, or oh, they have the best food, right. <laughs> or yeah. Yeah. you know, the best facilities, whatever it may yeah. be, kind of thing. You know, yeah. So you don't have ping pong tables and no. foosball tables yeah. and ga- uh-huh. uh, game centers yeah, again, and PlayStation. Not opposed and, to it, right? Not that it's bad, but we're finding that that's that's not the main draw that right. people have, you know? Wow. Uh, and, you know, it may benefit to have some of those things, but at the sure. same time, you know, we we focus on the community that we have. We focus wow. on uh, preaching and living the truth. Yeah, so content yeah. above above just the externals. Absolutely, yeah. And again, yeah. like just to go even more on that, like, yes, with the facilities and all that stuff, right. but even with the leaders is like a pulling back of here's who I am. Mm. I used to be in that lifestyle as well, but right. here's the reality of it. Yeah. That's not, that's not yeah. going to lead you to life. Yeah. You know, I can, I can imagine. Uh, and I think we all see this today. And, and if you're involved in social media, we all look at social media and you know, that everybody puts on their social media yeah. front. The rapper. No, nobody, nobody posts the picture of how, how terrible their day was, yeah. or I just spilled exactly. all this stuff. or yeah. This bill just came in yeah. or I just made myself look like a fool on whatever sorts of things. Yeah. Exactly. No, we're putting our, you know, Hey, look at this cool place I'm at, or yeah. look at this cool thing I just bought or whatever, yeah. you know? Absolutely. So in, into that setting, I'm sure there is a hunger for young people yes. to say, okay, what, what's behind all of that? Exactly. It, yes. Cause we all know, everybody knows that that's a front. Yes. So what's behind it? Exactly. So, I mean, and it makes sense. Exactly. I was going to say, it just, they all fall in line with each other of like, yeah. give me, give me the real stuff. Give me yes. the, give me the real truth. You know, yeah. don't, I don't want just the fake front. Yep. I want the real. And, yeah. and that's, I see that. I'm, I know that's true over many generations, but especially in this mm-hmm. generation, uh, it it appears mm-hmm. that they are totally disinterested. Yeah, but I believe that they are. They really don't. They don't know that they can experience reality. They don't yeah. know that they can experience real life. So whenever we can tell them and show them mm-hmm. this is real life, they're like, "This is what I've been looking for. Wow. This is what I've been wanting." So again, just to, I want to say it one more time. Yeah, you're saying that as you and other leaders mm-hmm. are more vulnerable and honest yes. with your lives yes. and where Jesus has met you, changed you and calls you. Yep. They are responding 
with like desire. Yes. Okay. Yep. Right. So direct and real. That's cool. Those are, that's surprising. Yes. Good. Absolutely. All right. And so the last uh, or one of the other last surprising points uh, is that we put an emphasis on the personalness of God and his love. Mm. And we see students responding very much to that. Mm. I think a lot of that happens because um, they have bought the lie and they've also heard the lie Mm. that God doesn't care about you. If God is real, he doesn't care about you. Right. Obviously, look at your situations or all that kind of stuff, you know, the, those kinds of lies. And so whenever people hear that that God loves them personally and not just that statement, but hey, look, here's what he did. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus washed the disciples' feet. That's a mm-hmm. personal act of servanthood, you know? Right. And so Jesus has done that for us, dying on the cross. It's a personal act yeah. of saying, I'm, I'm taking your place. And the wow. more that we have have preached that about mm. Jesus being personal, God being loving, intentionally mm-hmm. loving, mm-hmm. meet the creator, meeting you where you're at with 7 billion people wow. in the world. Yeah. People are like, okay, I, I get it. You wow. know, this is not just a, a tagline or a right. phrase, but that's, that's real. I get wow. that. That's and good. so that, that's what we've found. Like, yes, be direct with the truth, mm-hmm. be vulnerable, but mm-hmm. be filled with grace at the same time. Like yeah. you're saying, Jesus was filled with grace and truth. Yeah. And so we can't just say, here's the standard, here's the standard, here's the standard. If you right. never meet the standard, you're done, you know, right. but right. it's, hey, God calls you where you are at right here. Mm. He's meeting you where you're at and he's mm-hmm. calling you to change wow. and come towards him. And he's going to put the change in you to come towards him. Yeah. You know, to where he meets them in the midst of their yes. family issues, yes. their personal issues, exactly. their school issues, their exactly. social media issues, wherever they are. Yeah. Which <clears> is why we as leaders say, we've got to model that same character. Yeah. If God's meeting them where they're at, yeah. how foolish of <clears> us would it be to say, well, I'll just portray me as authority, authority, right. and you have to. <clears throat> and put on my best front. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but being totally real, totally honest, and, yeah. and dismantling the lie mm-hmm. that God doesn't love you. Dismantling mm-hmm. the lie, even that God isn't real, you know, but yeah. saying, look, God is very real. You are here intentionally. There's There oh. are reasons that you are here today, mm-hmm. and, and look how God loves you, you know. And, and so, again, another thing we say a lot in the youth is that the gospel isn't about you, but mm. it is for you. Mm. It's not, I love it. You're yeah. not the one that the gospel is about. Obviously, it's about Jesus. Jesus mm. is the center of the gospel. Yeah. Jesus is the one who died on the cross for your sins. He's the center of the gospel, but it was for you personally, individually, you know? Wow. And, and I think people have kind of lost that. They get so nervous about, I might be thinking about myself too much. Right. Uh, so, people disassociate with it. And then some people say, I am the center of the gospel, yeah. which which that doesn't work. You know, no. you you lose the picture of what Jesus really is, mm-hmm. but the gospel is not about you, but mm-hmm. it is for you. Wow. Jesus died for you, mm. right? So, I mean, again, I, I can see now that you're saying all that, I can think, okay, uh, in, in a culture today that has lost any concept of value and worth in, in, in me from... God, yeah, you know that my worth is all in my own desires. Yeah, <clears throat> then, everything you can put forward, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, and then in a world where uh, the front, you know, the media, the social media front is is uh, so big, and in a world where movies are just they're ultra realistic, but we all know they're not real. Yeah, to have an experience where you talk about. God, the Creator, mm-hmm. being very real and so real that He's personal yes. with me. I yeah, mean, I, it makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Now and that that's, I hear it. Again, that's what the students are wanting. They're wanting a personal connection because mm. I think everything is so fake, so virtual, so True. disconnected. Like yep. the isolation is insane these days. Yeah. And so to say, hey, Jesus is meeting you where wow. you are at, mm. That that's life-changing to a person. That's wow. life-changing to someone who's lonely. That's life-changing to someone who's filled with worry. Yeah. And, and then we say, hey, Look, Jesus died to take away that worry. Wow. He died and rose again to give you peace. Yeah. You know, and to obviously it's not just for that reason, but it's yeah. to take away the sins yeah. of the world. But yeah. And so again, you're not talking about just um, we accept you, we love you, <laughs> pat you on the back no. uh, kind of thing. You're talking yeah. about Jesus meeting us yes. in, in our in our filth and our struggle. Yeah. But but 
changing us there and, yes. and giving us life there. That, Absolutely. That kind of personal connection yes. is what you're talking about. Yes. And you're finding response, young people. Crazy response. Okay. Yeah. We may not have the biggest youth group, but I think the youth group depth and theological understanding mm-hmm. and in a genuine passion and yeah. desire for Jesus is just wow, like awesome. Well, those are surprising. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I look at all of that. I'm, I'm overwhelmed by it. I'm grateful that God mm-hmm. is working, that you get yeah. to be a part of all of yes. that. And it's happening here at Vertical. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm in awe of all of that. Grateful. Uh, I hope it's encouraging for uh, people who are listening today. Yeah. Because I know, I know it'd be easy to sit on the outside and have our own memories of the past and the way things were and and think, well, yeah. young people today, they just don't get it, you know. Yeah. And, and, and some of that's true. But yeah. I think what we're seeing, though, however, is is God is keeping his word again, yes. as he always does and always faithful. I think of uh, there's a couple of verses I was thinking about as we were mm-hmm. preparing for today. Uh, they're both from Isaiah. Um, first is from Isaiah 59, 19. Um, and and God says through Isaiah, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. So I, I see that. I mean, what yeah. you're saying um, in, in the midst of a culture today where the enemy just seems to be yes. just flooding, it's tsunami yes. waves of yeah. just uh, immorality yeah. and, and lies, mm-hmm. that God... Is is raising up a standard. Yes. Uh, in the midst of crashing waves and flood, he has an immovable standard that he's yes. raising up, and it's in these young people. Yes, absolutely. And that's that right there also is what we are trying to emphasize. And mm-hmm. I, I believe really produces that life change mm-hmm. is whenever you say, Look, hey, we're living in what I would even say historic times. Yeah. We're living that's in true. times that are gonna be in the history books. It's right. it's crazy times. Yep. But God is choosing he has chosen people mm-hmm. to um, change a generation. Yep. And so y'all get to be a part of that. Yeah. We get to be a part of that. Yeah, you know, the true. church is the church. That's their responsibility. Yeah, yeah. It's true to lift up a standard. So yes. th- these young people will be part of that immovable rock. Exactly. Chosen ones who will be used by God yeah. to stand fixed in the midst of such crashing waves of culture. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the other verse I, I thought of, that fits with this is also from Isaiah. It's in chapter 58, verse 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there it says that um, this is in the context of those who seek the Lord, who prioritize him in their life, who surrender their will to him. He says, those from among you shall build the old waste places. Uh, you shall raise up the foundations of many generations and you mm-hmm. shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets to dwell in. And if there's ever a need in our culture, in yes. our day, for someone to say, look, here is the way to life. Yeah. We've tried a lot of other ways mm-hmm. and the buildings have fallen down and yeah. there's destruction everywhere. Here's the here's the restoration of the way to walk in life. Mm-hmm. That will come, God's promises, to those who seek him. Yeah. So that seems to be happening as well. Yeah. You're seeing young people respond to that call. Yeah, for sure. And I was going to say just also on that, like, the ones who's going to restore the generations of before, mm. sadly, it's not those who are 70 and above. Yeah. They they should hold to the truth. They should speak into the culture. Yeah. They should still be a huge <clears throat> influence in their family. Right. But they need to make sure that the next generation gets to know what they have known. Yeah. And so true. <clears throat> I'm all for that and those people holding the truth, but yeah. has to go to the next generation. Yeah. If we don't pass it on to the next generation, then it doesn't get it passed dies. on. It just dies it's, with, it's done. with the generation. Yeah. So with that in mind, what do you say as a youth pastor? You're the one front line with these young people. Mm-hmm. You're seeing God work. You're seeing what's happening in their lives. What do you say to the ones like me, my age, yeah. uh, the, even the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, 60s, yeah. 70s, 80s, and beyond. What do you say to yeah. them today yeah. to give them some encouragement, to give them some hope, yeah. to help them know how to pray, yeah. to help them know how to be a part of what God's doing? What, yeah. do, you, what do you say to them today? Yeah. Okay. Um, my first thought is uh, we're going to have to break the agreement that we've made in our head and not buy the lie that our best days are behind us. Hold on. Let me just stop and take <laughs> that in because you're right. That is that is an agreement. 
that yeah. I think Christianity, yeah. many Christians have made mm-hmm. that, well, it's it's done. It's yeah. over. Our best days are behind us. Yeah. It's, the 60s were great. The yeah. church was moving. Billy Graham was preaching. Those were the best days. <laughs> yeah. And, you know. And you're right. And they were great days. They yeah. were great. I, I, I'm a huge Billy Graham fan. I'm a huge fan of hymns. I'm a huge fan yep. of Keith Green, all, all through that kind of stuff. Yep. But to say, well, those were the best days. Yeah. Then you're you're making an agreement about the next days. Yeah. If you say those were the best days. Yeah. You say, all right, well, this generation, eh. <laughs> write, write them off. So sorry for yeah. you, basically. Tough. Should have been born 50 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I just need to pause on that for yourself because that's true. I mean, and it's easy to think that. It's easy to say, man, back in 2010, it wasn't like this. Or back in the 80s, it wasn't like this. Or back in the 70s, or back in the 60s. You just keep going. And and I agree. It wasn't like that. But at the same time, if if you are focused on our best days are behind us, we don't have a future here. Then one, I would say, where's your hope? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. And two, like, why would you write off this upcoming generation that needs Jesus so badly. Yeah. Because like we talked about, you know, like th- this generation needs direct truth. Yeah. They need relevancy. They need yeah. love. They yeah. need to know that God is real and yeah. he loves them so yeah. much that he sent his son to die for their yeah. sins, right? Yeah. And so you have to teach these are what sins are. So yeah. we got to step out of that. We got to live a higher standard life. Yeah. And then to say, ah, Best days are behind us. This yeah. generation, yeah, tough luck. And you know, I don't know if anyone sets out no. uh, to mean this, but it, it's what it's kind of the intent. It's kind of what the um, result is. Maybe mm-hmm. is because if you say our best days are behind us, then everybody today is only left with, well, I guess I was born at the wrong time. Yes. I guess my future is hopeless. Yeah, and you know, I think most Christians would say, no, 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 that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. But yeah. it is. It's the agreement we're making. Yeah, that those were better. This is worse. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's like that doesn't cast any hope. That doesn't no. say the Lord is lifting up a standard. Exactly. What a day to be alive! There, You're you are the hope. You yeah. have a future. God Zero is, vision for revival. Zero vision for revival. That's right. what I would say. You're right. And isn't that what this generation needs so badly? And yeah. for us to say, hey, I, well, the Great Awakening back in the 1800s, those were the best days. Yeah, yeah. tough yeah. or whatever. You know, Great Awakening, yeah. Second Great Awakening, all that stuff. It's like who. What is it going to be for this generation where we say, hey, maybe there, maybe there are better days ahead of us. Yeah. Maybe in my family with my kids, if they truly owned their faith and they went and told other people, yeah. that would be better days than we live in right now. Yeah. And maybe there's some even unconscious ways yeah. that this is happening, that people say those kind of things. I, you know, even like, well, I remember when... You know, hymns, hymns were the thing. Yep. I remember when we went to church three yeah. nights a week. It's I just remember a sorry when, excuse what church looks like now because they're not, you know, they, people wearing whatever clothes yeah. and people, you know, yeah. singing whatever songs. Yeah. I get it. I, I get I get that it's different. But again, it goes to are we are we gonna reach this reach this group where they're at? Mm-hmm. Or are we gonna say uh, y'all just don't know anything, you know? Ah, uh, well, <laughs> y'all, y'all are just destined for yeah. terribleness. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know? But instead saying, I see the hurt. I see yeah. the pain. Right. Our best days are not behind us, but yeah. I'm going to pour into this person. I'm going to meet them where they're at. Yeah. And I'm going to say, I want you to go and own your faith and share it to the next person. Yeah. Because I'm sharing my faith with you. Yeah. You know? And cast a vision, like like Isaiah yes. says, uh, those from among you, you're going to rebuild the old waste places. Yes. You're, you're going to raise up a new generation. Yeah. You're going to be called the restorer of the streets to dwell in. And yeah. it's going to look different. It's going to yeah. sound different. Yeah. Your music's going to be different. Your expression's <laughs> going to be different. Your format's yes. going to be different. Your technology is different. Your communication style is different. Yep. But it's the same gospel. It's the same God. Yes. And you're going to change the future. Yes. Yeah, that's, I get, I get it. Yes. I get I, it. And that's what I'm saying. Like pe- people want and need freedom still to this day. Yeah. People needed it back in the sixties, back in the seventies, yeah. back in the eighties, you name it, whatever decade you want to say. Yeah. People need and want freedom. They just maybe don't know it yet, but yeah. they need it and they want it. So we have to say, I am, I am going to set the captives free. Yeah. I'm going to go now mm-hmm. to 
this person that's under 18 and share with them my life about how I was stuck in bondage and how Jesus met me in my bondage. You know, after I've gotten to know them, we have a relationship. It's not just going to be a one-time thing, but you have to say, look, let's be intentional about this. Right. And let's see revival start, you know? Yeah. We're seeing it begin with some of the students here in the youth and we're going to continue on all this stuff. Yeah. And I, I, I would encourage you to start whenever you think ah, our best days are behind us. I challenge you to deny that thought to, yeah. uh, and then wage war against that thought and say, yeah. I'm going to pray for better days. I'm going to, yes. I'm going to make a difference. You know, yeah. I'm going to agree with God that there is a generation that's coming that can renew yeah. the old generations that can bring yeah. forth, you know, new life and in the old waste places. You yeah. Know? And they're going to, they're going to write new songs. Yes. And they're going to develop new uh, expressions yeah. of how we communicate our faith. Yeah. It's going to sound different. It's going to yeah. look different. It's yeah. not going to be, you know, whatever kind of church, but yeah. yeah. But they, if they are passionate and they're speaking the truth, they are, they are living their lives really mm-hmm. for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Then, Man, well, I'm there for it, you yeah, know? And that that is better days than we're in right now. It is. You know, if we can get people to understand that Jesus loves them personally yeah. and that he's calling them to a higher standard because he loves them, right? then, man, that's a different generation right there. That's that better than where we're at right now. Yeah. Well, I'm super encouraged uh, by all of this. Uh, yeah. It's exciting to hear how God is working and that it, there's surprising ways that I think a lot of people might not have ever thought yeah. That would be the way that God works. So yeah. um, thank you for all of that. Absolutely. Um, appreciate your work here, obviously, at Vertical. And I hope for you who are watching and listening, I hope it's been encouraging to you. Um, and it'll be a, a motivator for you to pray and, yeah. and have hope yeah. that there are some there's some days coming. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. that's what I'm saying. Whenever you, if you can make the agreement in your head that, hey, our best days may still be ahead of us. You'll find a reason. You'll find passion to yeah. reach this generation with the gospel. True. You will. It's true. If you can start saying, there are better days ahead of us. Yeah. I I need to now make this step. Right. I need to now call this person. Yeah. Or whatever it may yeah, be. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, and those two verses, Isaiah 59, 19, Isaiah 58, 12, those, yeah. those give us hope as well. And yes. should become, you know, part of, of what we're making agreements with. Yes. I want to agree with that, that yes. the Lord is lifting up a standard. Yes. And the Lord is uh, raising up those who will rebuild and restore the streets to dwell in. Yes. So uh, I'm, I'm encouraged. So uh, I'd say to you, uh, pray for the young people yes. today. Um, support what God is doing. Yep. And uh, invest where you can in their yes. lives. Uh, support and encourage them. Mm-hmm. I think how valuable it would be, you know, for those who are older to come mm-hmm. alongside the younger generation yes. and say, man, God has a purpose for you. Yes. And I, I've seen him work in my day. I know he's going to work in your day. Yes. And I'm praying for you. All of that encouragement right there. That's, Ooh, that is, that's the, I don't remember what the verse is, but it talks yeah. about old, old men dream dreams. Yes. And all that, or, yeah. You know, all that yeah, stuff. Exactly. So it's like, it's the generations that have lived further along yeah. pouring into the next generation pouring into the next generation that right there is what that's what that's, sparks change that stokes the fire yes and makes change that's good yes, good absolutely all right so uh, if you haven't liked or subscribed to our channel hope you will and yeah share this with friends to be an encouragement to them as well and we're grateful you joined us today and look forward to uh, more podcasts in the future but thanks again Truett, for being with us today yeah. thanks yeah